Welcome back to your therapy tools. I was thinking we could recap a little more on attachment, kind of get a little more information on it. So I found um, I found this PDF online. It's from Help Guide, and it doesn't really have an author listed that I can see so far. So um, I am going to just share what this PDF has on it. And the title is How Attachment Styles Affect Adult Relationships. So if you're struggling with relationship problems, the cause could be the attachment style that you developed with one of your primary caregivers as an infant and as a toddler. And here's how to recognize insecure attachment and how to, how to change that because you can always change your attachment style. You can build stronger and healthier connections by using your therapy tools, okay? So attachment or the attachment bond is the emotional connection you formed as an infant with your primary caregiver. Most likely your mother, but it could be your father as well. And according to attachment theory, which was pioneered by John Balby, an American psychologist, Mary Ainsworth, John was British and Mary was American. The quality of the bonding you experience during the first relationship often determines how well you relate to other people and respond to intimacy throughout your life. If your primary caretaker made you feel safe and understood as an infant, if they were able to respond to your cries and accurately interpret your changing physical and emotional needs, then you are more, more than likely to have developed a secure attachment. And as an adult, that transfers over to being self-confident, hopeful, trusting, having an ability to manage conflict in a healthy manner, you respond to intimacy in a healthy way, and you can navigate the ups and downs of the relationship. If you experienced confusing, frightening, or inconsistent emotional communication during infancy, if your caregiver was unable, for whatever reason, to be consistent with comfort and responding to your needs, you more than likely have developed an insecure attachment style. Infants with insecure attachment grow into adults who have difficulty understanding their own emotions and the feelings of others. They have a limited ability to build and maintain any kind of stable relationship, and they find it uh, especially difficult to connect with others. They shy away from intimacy. They're commitment phobes. They can be too clingy, fearful, or anxious in a relationship. And... Of course, experiences that occur between infancy and adulthood impact and shape our relationships. However, the main point of this is that the infant brain is so profoundly influenced by the attachment bond that understanding your attachment style can offer vital clues as to why you may be having problems in your adult relationships. Maybe you have a self-sabotaging trait or you're self-destructive when you're in a close relationship. Maybe you repeatedly make the same mistakes over and over in relationships. Or maybe you're just struggling to form any kind of a connection that's meaningful in the first place. So whatever your specific relationship problem is, it's vital that you figure out what your attachment style is and that 
your brain remains capable of change throughout life. You need to understand that. By identifying your attachment style, you can learn to change your insecurities, develop more securely attached ways of relating to people, build stronger, healthier, and more fulfilling relationships. Attachment styles and how they shape adult relationships. All right. So we can categorize attachments as secure or insecure. And then there are subsets of, of insecure attachments, which gives us the four main attachment styles. Secure, which is healthy, ambivalent or anxious, preoccupied attachment, or avoidant, dismissive, or disorganized. So secure attachment is self-explanatory. You are empathic. You have appropriate boundaries. Um... You feel safe and stable and satisfied in close relationships. You're not afraid of being on your own and you thrive in close, meaningful relationships. You dive headfirst into intimacy and just bask in it. Um, you're not afraid. So having a secure attachment style doesn't mean you're perfect though. So don't get too cocky. Um, you still experience relationships relationship problems, but you're, you're more likely to be secure enough to take responsibility of your mistakes and your failings. So you're not a defensive jerk and you're willing to seek help and support when you need it. You know, your limits, you know, what you can and can't handle. Um, you, you think more logically. So you appreciate your own self-worth and you're able to be yourself in an intimate relationship, you're comfortable expressing your feelings, your hopes, and your needs. Um, even when it means that you're not happy in a certain area, you're able to express it in a healthy adult way and work out the issue with your partner. You find satisfaction in being with others. You openly seek support and comfort from your partner, but you don't get overly anxious when the two of you are apart. You... Um, you're happy for your partner to rely on you for support. You're able to maintain your emotional balance and seek healthy ways to manage conflict. And when you're faced with disappointment and setbacks or misfortune in your relationship, as well as other parts of your life, you are a resilient person and you tend to just bounce back. So that's a secure attachment. Um, and it's more, more than likely that your mother and or father were very attentive and met all your needs as an infant so you felt safe secure and you were able to trust okay ambivalent or anxious preoccupied attachment people with this style um, they can also be referred to as ambivalent anxious or anxious preoccupied or just simply anxious attachment um, you tend to be overly needy, and as the label suggests, you are often experiencing anxiety and uncertainty, and your self-esteem sucks. It's, it's a very poor self-esteem. You crave emotional intimacy, but you worry that people don't want you to be with them. Um, if you have this anxious attachment style, you might be embarrassed about being a very clingy person or your constant need for love, reassurance, and attention. Or you might feel worn down by fear and anxiety to the point 
uh, of exhaustion, worrying about whether or not your partner actually does love you. You want to be in a relationship and you crave that feeling of closeness and intimacy, but you struggle to feel like you can trust or fully rely on your partner. Being in an intimate relationship tends to take over your entire life and you become overly fixated on the other person. You might find it difficult to observe boundaries, viewing space between you as some sort of a threat, something that can provoke panic, paranoia, anger that your, fa- your partner does not want you. And a lot of your sense of self-worth is based on how you're being treated by your partner. And you tend to overreact and catastrophize perceived threats in the relationship. You feel anxious or jealous when you're away from your partner. And you might use guilt, manipulation, uh, to keep them close to you. You need constant reassurance and a ton of attention from your partner. Others might criticize you for being too needy and too clingy. And you might struggle to maintain close friendships. So it's likely if, if you're an- the anxious type, um, your parent or primary caregiver was pretty inconsistent with their parenting styles and sometimes engaged and sometimes uh, responded and other times they were unavailable. So this inconsistency may have left you feeling anxious and uncertain about whether your needs in this first relationship would be met And uh, this provides the model for your behavior now. Okay, the next one is avoidant and dismissive attachment. So adults with avoidant, dismissive, insecure attachment are the opposite of those who are ambivalent or anxious. Instead of craving intimacy, you are so wary of closeness that you avoid emotional connection with other people. You'd rather not rely on other people or have them rely on you. As someone with avoidant dismissive attachment style, you tend to find it difficult to tolerate emotional intimacy. You value your independence and your freedom to the point where you can feel uncomfortable or even stifled by intimacy and closeness. You feel smothered in a romantic relationship. You're independent, you're content to care for yourself, and you just feel like you don't need other people. The more someone tries to get close to you or the needier a partner is, the more you withdraw. You're uncomfortable with your emotions and your partners often accuse you of being distant and closed off. In return, you accuse them of being too damn needy. Let's take a quick break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, thank you for hanging in there. So we're still discussing avoidant dismissive attachment styles. So... You are prone to minimize or disregard your partner's feelings. You keep secrets. You engage in affairs. And you even end relationships in order to regain your own sense of freedom. You might prefer fleeting casual relationships 
over long-term intimate relationships. You might seek out partners who are equally independent who will keep their distance emotionally as well. While you may think you don't need close relationships or intimacy, the truth is we all do. Human beings are hardwired for that connection and deep down, even somebody with avoidant dismissive attachment wants a close relationship. If only they could overcome their deep-seated fear of intimacy. So an avoidant dismissive attachment styled person is the result of a parent who was unavailable or rejecting during your infancy. Since your needs were never regularly or predictably met by this caregiver, you were forced to distance yourself emotionally and self-soothe. This built a foundation of avoiding intimacy and craving that independence later in life. Even when that independence and lack of intimacy causes its own distress and depression. So this is typical of um, children who had drug addicts for parents or alcoholics for parents. Or um, maybe the parents had a severe and persistent mental illness. Um, or even postpartum depression. And that baby didn't get the love and affection and didn't get their needs met by that parent for whatever reason. And that transfers to adulthood as being, I am a rock, I am an island, I don't need anybody. But deep down, their heart is aching for that love and intimacy. So, if that is you, it's okay. It's okay. You can change it. It's not set in stone. You can change it. just have to use your therapy tools. Okay, disorganized and disoriented attachment style. Disorganized, disoriented attachment. This is also referred to as fearful avoidant attachment. This comes from intense fear, often as a result of childhood trauma, neglect, or abuse. Adults with this style of insecure attachment feel like they don't deserve love or closeness in a relationship. If you have a disorganized attachment style, you have likely never learned to self-soothe your emotions so relationships and the world around you can feel scary and unsafe. If you experienced abuse as a child, you might try to replicate the same abusive patterns of behavior in your adulthood. You probably find intimate relationships very confusing and unsettling often swinging between emotional extremes of love and hate for your partner. You may be insensitive towards your partner, selfish, controlling, untrusting, which can lead to explosive or even abusive behavior. And you can be just as hard on yourself as you are on others. You might, you might experience antisocial or negative behavior patterns, abuse, such as alcohol or drugs, or you might be prone to being very aggressive or violent. Others might despair at your refusal to take responsibility for your actions. You're a blamer. You never take responsibility for your actions. It's always somebody else's fault. And while you crave the security and safety of a meaningful, intimate relationship, you also feel like you are not worthy of love and you're scared to death you'll get hurt. Your childhood might have been shaped by abuse, neglect, or trauma. So your primary caregiver was probably dealing with unresolved trauma themselves, and that can lead to intense fear 
associated with disorganized and disoriented attachment. Often the parent acted as both a source of fear and comfort for you as an infant, infant, triggering the confusion and disorientation that you feel about relationships now. Your parental figure may have ignored or overlooked your needs as a baby and their erratic, chaotic behavior could have been scary or traumatizing to you. There are so many reasons why even a loving and conscientious parent may not be as successful at creating a secure attachment with a baby. And the causes of your insecure attachment could include having a very young or inexperienced mom who lacked in the necessary skills to be a parent. Um, Your caregiver might have been experiencing depression caused by isolation, lack of social support, or even hormonal problems. Um, Your primary caregiver's addiction to alcohol or other drugs reduced, of course, their ability to accurately interpret or respond to your physical and emotional needs as a baby. Traumatic experiences such as serious illness or accidents that interrupted the attachment process could be a factor. Um, Straight up physical neglect, poor nutrition, insufficient exercise, or neglect of any medical issues. Emotional Emotional neglect and abuse. Maybe your caregiver gave you very little attention as a child and Um, made very little effort to understand your feelings, or maybe they engaged in verbal abuse towards you. Then there's also physical and sexual abuse. So you uh, incurred physical or um, sexual injury or violation as a baby. Um, Separation from your caregiver due to illness, death, divorce, divorce, adoption, or being placed in foster care can also affect that. Inconsistency in the primary caregiver. Um, You may have had a succession of nannies or staff at daycares um, instead of that bond with your parent. So that's another factor. And frequently moving. For example, you constantly changed environments due to spending your early years in orphanages or moving between foster homes or maybe your uh, primary caregivers moved from state to state to state. Um, in the military, or maybe they were running from the IRS, or who knows. But if you were constantly changing environments as a baby, that's a factor. So if you recognize insecure attachment style in yourself or your romantic partner, it's important that you that you know that you don't have to accept that as who you are. That's not one of those radical acceptance things. That's one of those things you can change. So it is possible to change and develop a secure attachment style. Now, therapy, therapy, therapy. I can't say it enough. Therapy is invaluable, whether it's working one-on-one or if you go into couples counseling together with your partner. A therapist experienced with attachment theory can help you make sense of all your past emotional experiences and help you with different tools to become more secure either on your own or as a couple. And if you don't have access to appropriate therapy, there are still other options that you can do on your own. To start with, educate yourself. Learn everything you can about insecure attachment styles. The more you understand it, the better you're going to be able to recognize and correct 
all of those reflexive attitudes and behaviors of insecure attachment. The following tips can also help you transition to a more secure attachment style. So this is all included in your therapy tools here. Improve your nonverbal communication skills. One of the most important lessons gleaned from attachment theory is that adult relationships, just like the first relationship you had with your primary caregiver, depend for their success on nonverbal forms of communication. Even though you may not be aware of it, when you interact with other people, you continuously give and receive wordless body language signals through your gestures, your posture, your eye contact, etc. So these nonverbal cues will send a strong message about what you really feel. At any age, developing how well you read, interpret, and communicate non-verbally can help you improve and deepen your relationship with others. You can learn to improve these skills by being present in the moment, mindfulness, y'all, learning to manage your stress, self-care, and developing emotional awareness, DBT. So boost your emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is known as your emotional quotient or the EQ. This is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in a positive way with your partner, with your friends, even with your children, so that you can communicate more effectively and deal with conflict in a healthier way. Check out my Fair Fighting Rules and Active Listening episode to get these tools. As well as helping to improve how well you read and use nonverbal communication, building emotional intelligence can help strengthen a romantic relationship. By understanding your emotions and how to control them, you'll be better able to express your needs and feelings to your partner, as well as understand how your partner is really feeling. Develop relationships with people who are already securely attached in their lives. Being in a relationship with another person who also has insecure attachment can make for one hell of a relationship, and I don't mean that in a good way. It's at best rocky, confusing, and painful. While you can work through your insecurities together, if you're single, it can help to look for a partner with a secure style to help you shift away from those negative patterns of thinking and behavior negative thinking patterns check out my episode on stopping stupid thoughts so a strong supportive relationship with someone who makes you feel loved can play an important part in building your sense of security so look at your look at your parents look at your aunts uncles cousins look at your friends check out what kind of attachment style they seem to have and the person who seems to have that secure attachment spend more time with them because because of the mirror neurons in our brain we do start to kind of become or mimic or uh you know we're basically hairless monkeys <laughs> we we take on the traits of the people we hang out with so surround yourself with more securely attached people Resolve any of your childhood trauma. That's going to take some trauma-focused CBT and process therapy and um, 
if you're my client already, go ahead and let me know. If we're not already working on this, we can start immediately, okay? If you're not my client, find a therapist who, who specializes in trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy and or dialectical behavioral therapy, which is DBT. So TFCBT or DBT. Those two, especially if combined, will help you tremendously in processing and getting closure for those childhood traumas. Childhood trauma can result from anything that impacts your sense of safety, such as unsafe or unstable home environments, separation from primary caregivers, foster care, serious illness, neglect, or abuse. Uh, Trauma can also be experienced uh, by proxy. Maybe you were laying in bed when you were five and you heard the news going on in the living room and you heard that a child was abducted and, and raped and had their limbs cut off and they were left in an orchard to die. I know I, for one, heard that news broadcast. I think I was 10 years old and it scared me to death. I had anxiety from that day on, just terrified. So sometimes trauma by proxy is your trauma. Um, And otherwise it's abuse. It's um, being left to your own devices to take care of yourself because you've been neglected and abused and had some illnesses. So when childhood trauma is not resolved, your insecurity, fear, anxiousness, helplessness, that victim mentality, it'll just keep going strong every day. You really need to take care of that if you want to get rid of your insecure attachment. I hope this was eye-opening for you, and I hope that it was helpful, and I've just located the authors to this article. This was Lawrence Robinson, Jean Siegel, Ph.D., and Jalen Jaffe, Ph.D., and this was written in uh, February of 2021. So I hope this was helpful, and refer back to the episodes that I mentioned to get started on empowering yourself and changing that insecure attachment because you deserve deep emotional intimate love you deserve to get rid of that detached feeling and be able to have healthy love in your life so keep on using your therapy tools have a great day and share with the world share with your friends share with anybody who you think might benefit from this podcast. And thank you again for listening. I love you all. Until next time.